First John this morning, First John chapter two. I want to try to give you some real. Uh, I want to teach you some important things, but give you some real practical stuff to hopefully help you this time of year. Uh, we are now entering into the Christmas season, the shopping season. You know, uh, what are we? You know, thirty shopping days left until Christmas, or not even not even thirty shopping days, and you are just going to get bombarded by advertisements and you know, all the commercials trying to get you to go after things and get stuff and you're going to be tempted to rack up all kinds of debt and spend money that you don't have or maybe even spend money that's not yours you know maybe uh pay, you know buy presents instead of paying your light bill or something like that and i want to try to help you with some things this morning from the word of god that will hopefully maybe help keep you under control this time of year have the right mindset and keep your behavior in check but the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. So I want to point out some things in this passage. First off, notice that you know, love not the things of the world. And I know what y'all are going to think. Y'all are going to think the same thing I always think anytime I hear somebody preach this. And it's like, wait a minute. You know, maybe there's nothing wrong with liking some things, right? I mean, we all have our things that we like, don't we? I mean, we all have our things we like to collect. You know, maybe, you know, guys, you've got your things you like to spend money on. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's cars that you like to spend money on or, uh, guns or, you know, sports memorabilia or, uh, who knows, you know, ladies, you all have your things that you like. You know, you've all got your trinkets and things maybe you like to hang on the wall that your things that are precious to you that you care about that, I mean, and, and you know, don't look at me like that because you know, I mean, you know, ladies, you all, you know, you have, you're going shopping all them hours for a reason, all right? I mean, there's, you're, it, it doesn't take long to go buy things. Okay, usually I, I, I don't like to shop. I like to go buy. I usually know what I want, and I like to go in. I like to grab it and get out of there. You know, but ladies, they they like to shop. You know, they like to look around. Why? Because you you're wanting to dream about buying things. Okay, and, and I do some of that too. I go to Bass Pro Shops. And I look at all the things there that I can't afford. I look at the boats every time I go there. You know, I look at these fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollar boats that I, I know I'll never buy, but I sure enjoy looking at them and thinking, man, you know, if we just drove a piece of junk car around, you know, I could let my payment be on this instead, you know. And uh, you know, so we all do that. And you know what? I don't believe this passage is saying that we are not allowed to like things. We're going to like things, okay? And I don't think I, you know many times in the Bible when we're told not to love something, it means not to put it first or make it the priority in our life. Remember the verse in the Bible where it talks about hating our father and mother? Okay? It doesn't God's not saying I want you to hate your mom and dad, but he's saying we we shouldn't love them before we love God. We ought to love God first and and they are they are secondary. 
And when it comes to the things of this world, it's okay with liking things. Go ahead and have your collections. You know, Go ahead and buy your little odds and ends and things that you like to look at. But you should never put those things before God. They should never come before God. They should never come before the things of God. They shouldn't come before the will of God. Those things should always be secondary. Go ahead and do your dreaming. Make your wish list. You know, write a letter to Santa Claus if it makes you feel better. But you know what? Don't ever get out of the will of God to go for things. That's what he's saying here. You know, we live in a world, and we're living during a time when, if we're not careful, there's a lot of things that we can get caught up into loving. You know, we don't see commercials about loving God. We don't see commercials about the things of God. We see commercials for stuff, for things. I remember when I, you know, when I was a kid too. You know, I. I got sucked in by all the subliminal messages and things. I mean, I used—I can't believe how nuts I used to go over cereal toys. You know, cereal toys were like the biggest thing. And I remember I would beg my parents for certain cereals just because of the toy it had in it. And I, you know why I wanted that toy? Because of the commercial I saw. And you know how much of a letdown those toys always were? Those toys were always the biggest letdowns. I remember I wanted one of these submarine things one time. That you know, it looked so cool on the commercial what it could do. That thing was the most worthless piece of junk you ever saw. It, it did not float around underwater like it showed in the commercial. It was absolutely worthless. And I, I would want those things so much, and I would think about those things. I remember they did a thing in cereal where they had you can get coins from foreign countries, and most of the coins, I, if you got lucky, you got one of those. Most of them were these fake pathetic things and I wanted those so bad. I had to have them. I remember one time they had Popeye bubble gum in some cereal. I don't remember what kind it was. It had like five pieces in there. And man, I wanted that cereal so bad. And I was in kindergarten at the time and I remember that my parents bought that cereal. I knew they were going to get it and I got all excited. I got I got home from school and I went to go tear into that cereal and get that gum and I couldn't find it. It was not there. You know why? My younger sister had already found it and ate all five pieces and I didn't get any of it. And I was, I was devastated. I'm still mad about that today. It was Popeye gum. It was like green like spinach. I was going to get strong after I ate it. You know, I saw the cartoons. I fell for all that stuff. And you know what? Adults, we still fall for the same things. Okay, we're not tricked by foolish stuff like that, but you know, we think if we buy those outfits, the people on the commercial world, we're going to look just like those people do. You know, we think we're going to look just as happy and, you know, be able to, you know, when we, whatever it is that we get sucked into, we all have a tendency to do that. And you know what? It's okay to enjoy things, but we should never allow ourselves to neglect the things of God for, so we can get those things. That is loving the things that are in the world. That's what it's talking about. God comes first. Not all lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes is necessarily sin. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 15 and 16, I want to read a passage there. It says, Notwithstanding thou mayest kill and eat flesh and all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which He had given thee, the unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as the roebuck and as the heart, only ye shall not eat the blood, ye shall pour it out, Upon the earth is water. God gave him a lot of rules and restrictions when it came to food. But in this case, he got told him, whatever your soul lusteth after, you can have. We always, normally we think of lust as a bad thing, but you know, not all lust of the flesh is bad. You put a juicy T-bone steak in front of me, I'm gonna lust after that juicy T-bone steak, especially right now. I'm hungry. 
right now. You know, you put certain food items. We, you know, we do. We lust after those things, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you put certain items in front of us. We lust after them. I was looking at watches this week, and man, have you seen some of these Apple watches and these Samsung watches? I mean, you can talk to people. You can use them as a phone. I mean, that's that's like so sci-fi. And those things, it's amazing some of the things you can do on those watches. And I was, I was, I was at a Best Buy. You know, I shouldn't go to Best Buy. I was at Best Buy this week. And, man, I, can lust, I lust after all kinds of things there. But I don't believe that's a sin unless I decide, you know what? I really want that thing, but I don't have the money unless I could always spend my tithe money on it. Well, now I'm putting those things before the things of God. Now we've got a problem. But these, the, the, those things are lust of the flesh, but they're not necessarily sin. Okay, you know, guys, when you go to the car dealership and you're looking at those cars, you're lusting. Okay, it's not necessarily a sin unless it cause you allow yourself to get out of the will of God to get those things. It's not, and so the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, not always a sin. Some things look good. Okay, they they appear good, and we see them. And we want them. You know, it's not always a sin. We see the pride of life is another thing too. And you know, it's not always a sin to maybe want to build something or achieve something. It's not wrong to want to maybe accomplish something financially, materially. It's not even wrong to want to have a physical goal. You know, you might say, you know, I want to run a marathon. Well, why do people want to run a marathon? I mean, that sounds kind of long and hard and painful. But you know what? They want to be able to say they did it. And wasn't that pride of life? So is it now a sin to run a marathon? No, as long as you training for that marathon doesn't get you out of the will of God. As long as you put the things of God first, there's nothing wrong with doing some of that. If you all want to build a house, you know, you want to build a big house. You know, I've always thought it'd be cool to have a four story house. I don't know why four stories, but I don't know. That'd be cool. Not many people have four story houses. But. I shouldn't leave the will of God to do that. But if something happens and I'm able to do that, I'm not sinning by doing something like that. But it, the key is staying in the will of God, making the will of God the things first. The problem is when these things become the main priority in our life and we put the things of God on the back burner. That's what it's talking about here in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15-20. through 20. So, how do we make sure we don't get caught up in that? Because we do. We all love things. Hey, let's admit it, we all love things. We all have the things we love. So how can we make sure that we don't love those things more than we love God? And so the first thing we've just got to do is in making God the priority, we have to just submit ourselves to some Bible-based laws. Okay, Submit yourself. These things I'm going to talk about, there is nobody out there that is going to enforce these things on you. There's nobody that's going to make you do these things. You have to do them yourself. We need to learn to start making rules for ourselves and living by those things. Allowing these rules, these laws, to be the authority in our life. Now, this is foreign to this generation. Our generation today, they don't like authority. They despise authority. They don't like rules. We live in a world today, most of our country today, they think that we are a democracy, that this nation was founded as a democracy. We're not a democracy we're a republic. A democracy is all about the will of the people, but a republic, okay, we say in the pledge, to the republic for which it stands. A republic, it's governed by laws. We submit ourselves to those laws. 
Okay? Because here's why. Why did, why did our founding fathers set it up that way? It's because they knew the majority is usually wrong. Okay? For example, in my family, if we did everything in our family based off of democracy, we would make a lot of foolish decisions. All I would have to do is take my whole family to Bass Pro Shop and say, kids, you know, family, you know, get all the family. Who would rather have this nice boat or, you know, a decent vehicle? Well, if we put it up to a vote, all the kids are going to, they're all going to raise their hand and want to vote, aren't they? Vote. I might even vote for the boat. My wife, I'm pretty sure, would, but it's a democracy, right? So, you know what? She loses. And even if me and my, you know, me and Cassandra, we vote against it. Well, there's six of them and only two of us. It's a democracy. We lose. We get the boat, right? Yeah, and, and the thing is, that would happen. Okay? And not just in, even in big decisions, even in little decisions, okay? And the little decisions, if it was always up to the majority, we're usually going to get things wrong. In fact, even if when it comes to a decision with just me personally, or me and my wife, if it's just a democracy, what we want, we're going to make the decisions a lot of time, especially when it comes to finances. Now, I can preach a whole message on this. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. But in your, when it comes to your home financially, you need to be a republic, not a democracy. What do I mean by that? Well, first off, you need to learn to make a budget and let it be your boss. It tells you what to do, especially this time of year. Luke chapter 20, uh, 14, verse 28 says, For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply after he hath laid the foundation is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, The man began to build and was not able to finish. He said, You've got to count the cost before you do something. You know, we don't do that when we go to stores these days. You can go into most stores these days and they probably got some kind of credit program. You can walk out, if you have decent credit, you can go into most stores and you can walk out with pretty much whatever you want and not spend $1 out of your pocket at that time. And we all have had the fever before. They've done studies on this and it literally, they say when you're shopping, and you, you know, you get that urge to buy. They say your body temperature actually does go up. There's an actual fever that you do get, I guess. You know, nothing like high grade. I, I, I was reading something about it one time, and and you literally you can get a, you can kind of get a high from it. They say that's why people like to shopping so much. And we've all been there before, where you're looking at some something, okay? And we, we've all got different things that we like, and you're looking at it and thinking, man, I, I want that. I want it bad. I remember one time I think we were looking at it. We were looking at a van. We were looking at a van, and man, we wanted that van bad. We were we were going to be going to Peoria that night, and we told the car dealer, "I was like, well, we can't we can't make a purchase today. We got to go to Peoria." And he's like, "You know what? Take the van with you tonight. Just keep it overnight." And we did. We drove to Peoria. Like, oh man, this thing is nice, man. We we just we love that van. It was more than we wanted to spend, but. Man, we love that thing. And I remember we went home, or we were talking about it, and it's just like, this is, this is more than we we're going to spend. We had said, we will not spend more than this amount, and this is more than that amount. And I told, I said, we, I told my wife, I said, we got to take it back. And she was just like, you know, and she's like, well, I'm not going with you. <laughs> and so, I, and, and she, she was hoping I was going to come back with that van, even though she had told me we shouldn't get it. And I remember we went back, and. I went to the dealer and I was like, I said, yeah, we, it's more than we want to spend. It's like, it, he's like, well, you know, 
he's like, you know, and he they go through the whole thing. Well, you know, let's talk about this, you know. And he's like, you guys want the van, don't you? Yeah, you know. And, and he's he's like, well, if you if you want it, if it's what you need, if you all like it, you know, you said you could afford it, you know. But so, what reason is there not to get it? I'm thinking none. <laughs> let's let's do it. But no, it. We had decided we were not going to spend more than that. And I was really hoping he was going to come down on the price. And he didn't. And I walked away. And I remember I went home too. And my wife, she was like, where is the van? <laughs> I didn't have it. And, and, I, and finally, I was like, you know what? This guy's been calling me a lot. If he calls me one more time, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And you know what? He didn't call me back that next time. And she was mad at me for it for a while. Uh, but uh, you know, we had, we had made a rule. We're not going to do it, and we actually followed it, and it was hard. I know, I, I know how hard this is, but you have to count the cost of things, and things are getting people in trouble because they're not counting the cost. They're not thinking, "What about the interest? You know, what if something happens, unforeseen happens? You know, how much am I going to be paying long term for this? You know, I always like, you know, I like to do this. You know, the dealerships they always want to talk about that one number. But they don't want to talk about the taxes, you know, the insurance, and just all these other things. I got to think about those things. I got to count the cost. And many times we don't do that. We just rush into things. We buy them. We don't think about what it's going to cost. So you know what you got to do? You've just got to make rules for yourself ahead of time. Say, we are not breaking this rule. We are not allowed to. It is illegal in our family. It is illegal to spend more than this amount of money without talking about it first, without you know sleeping on it. Make rules like that. You know, don't get yourself in trouble with debt. Proverbs twenty-two verse seven: The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Okay, now I don't like that verse. And you know what? I'm preaching to myself right now, as much as I'm preaching to anybody else. But you know what? We are a servant to the lender. You don't think you are? Well. Don't pay what you owe and you find out what happens. You're going to find out he's got right to some of your stuff. You know, if you don't make your car payment, they can come and they can tow your car away. You know, they, they, the bank can repo your house. I mean, and you know what? Sometimes you know what you ought to do? You ought to do your, when you do your budget, how much am I spending on interest? And then think, how many hours did I have to work? You know, how many hours of work is going towards interest? And you know what? We'll find might find out sometimes we're spending a lot of hours working for lenders, which means we're their servants. Okay? We don't use that word, but we are. We're, we're working for these people. And so don't get yourself in trouble with that. If you're constantly trying to pay off everybody, you're going to have a hard time putting the things of God first. You're going to have a hard time staying in the will of God. You know, don't do things like spend all your money. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20 says, There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Okay? We, we, there's, it is wise to save money. I've had people try to tell me when you save money, it's showing you don't have faith that God can take care of you. No. To me, having faith is when we do what God says to do. And, it says, and there's many verses we can go to where it talks about you know, saving. The Bible talks about going to the ant, using them for an example. Thinking about the future, and yet most of us, what do we do? You know, we, we spend it all up. We spend it all up. Why? Because we just want those things so bad. Don't do that. Don't spend all your money. Say, you know, I, I remember we had a rule 
when we first got married, you know, we, we had a bunch of, mostly my wife's family, gave us a lot of money, you know, for the wedding. And we had, we had and I had a little bit of money saved. And we had a decent amount, uh, we, we had a decent amount of money in our savings account. And I remember we made a rule. We're like, you know what? We are not going to allow our savings to go below this mark. And we followed that rule for a week or two. And then, and then you know, something came up. We had to have it. And then we, we cut that number in half. We're not going below that number. And then, you know, that might have lasted for another week or two. And then we went below that. And then, well, we're not going to go into debt. We didn't have a credit card for over the first year that we were, we were married. We, I had no credit card, you know, really no, no debt on anything. And we're like, well, we're not going to debt. Well, then, we wanted to go to a camp meeting, all right? That's spiritual. A camp meeting in Arkansas. And we didn't, but we didn't have any money. But we really wanted to go to that camp meeting. And so, got a credit card. And we weren't going to put more than a certain amount on it. And you know what? We didn't put a lot of money on that credit card. You know what? You know what my credit limit was? My first credit card, two hundred fifty bucks, which you can't do anything with. So I had to get two credit cards. And you know, just you know what? Because you keep changing the rules. And so you know what? You need to learn to start making rules and living by them. Say, in my world, it is illegal. To you know, go into debt, use credit cards, whatever. Make some of those rules and live by them. Your whole family's got to live by them. Just say we cannot do this. But what is it that stops us every time? It's things. Things stop us from that. Things that just that don't last. And we'll we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But you know, we we ought to make we ought to make giving a priority. It's very clear throughout the scripture that you know part of being a Christian, part of you know doing the will of God, we ought to be giving. But if you're in debt, how can you do that? Psalms chapter 37, verse 21 says, The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous man showeth mercy and giveth. Okay? Now we all want to be givers, don't we? But you know how many of us, many times we I can't give because we owe too much money to other people. And if the things of God are first. Okay, if the will of God is first, we know the verse in the Bible where it says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to make it a priority in our life that we are going to keep ourselves in a position where we are able to give. I mean, it's fun when you can be a blessing. It's fun when you can maybe do some random act of kindness for someone, when you can give someone a nice gift. But you know how many people can't do that because stuff has got them in trouble. And so you got to ask, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the opportunity to give or would you rather have you know, the fancier car? Would you rather have you know, the extra bathroom in your house? Whatever these things are, once again, it's not a sin to have things, but if you are letting those things keep you from the will of God, if you are not able to give because you've got yourself in so much trouble... You need to understand that you know I've let things get me out of the will of God, and I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to get myself in a position where we're able to give. I want to be able to be a blessing. If a missionary comes through here and maybe they've got some special project they're working on, you know, I, you know, I want to be able to just you know hand them a hundred bucks and just be a blessing, just a private. You know, I'd like to be able to do that. Maybe you know, I, some people, some people dream big when it comes to giving. You know, they they want, and some people actually do it. Listen, I, I mean, I've been in some church. I've been some place before. I've known some Christians that, man, I mean, they had that gift of giving, and they loved doing it. We went to a church one time for a missions conference, and I remember we had our tables right when we started the church, and we had some information about it, our church and everything on there. 
and somebody left a suit. In fact, I think it was this suit. Somebody left this suit. My size, I don't know how they got my size and everything, but they left this suit was there at the table. A little while later, Chloe comes up to me and she's, she, was, she was pretty young. Then she's like, Dad, it's my lucky day. I found a dollar and she holds up a $100 bill that somebody had put on our table. It's like, I'll take that, please. <laughs> and, and, but, I mean, you know, it was, it was just an, it was an amazing thing to see. And the people, it was this church, it was, a big, it was a big church. They had this missions conference every year. And the people in this church, they just loved having missionaries, church planning stuff come in and just being a blessing to them. They loved it. They looked forward to it every year. They made a huge deal about it. And man, these people, they didn't give grudgingly. I mean, it was, it was fun. And all missionaries and church planters know about this church and they all try to get in there after that. I didn't know about it. Nobody told me about it. Uh, thankfully, the pastor had invited me and somebody told me, oh man, you're going to that one? That's a good one. <laughs> Why? Because these people, they love to give there. And you know what? I'm just going to go, I'm just going to guess these people probably aren't in major debt. You know, and thing is too, you know, a lot of times people too, they'll make excuse, well, I can't give. You know, I understand you can give, but I can't give because I've got all this debt. Like, I can't go into debt. I could go into debt too if I wanted to. I could go max out a bunch of credit cards. I could go see the loan shark there in town, you know, with those quick cash loans they give, the biggest ripoffs in all the world. I could go do that. I could go gamble my money away at the casino. I could be just as stupid as you can. So, you know, stop trying to act like that's an excuse that you can't do that. The reason people aren't able to give is because it wasn't a priority. It's just, it wasn't their goal. They got caught up in things. And we all like to blame it on gas and groceries, too. Everybody that's ever run up a credit card, they ran it up because of gas and groceries. Okay? And maybe everything on that credit card was gas and groceries, but you do realize that the reason you had to put gas and groceries on your credit card is because you spent all your cash on stuff, on things. Alright? So lay off that excuse. I've already used it a thousand times and I've admitted it. It's not, it's not an excuse. Alright? So don't even try that one with me. But you know, pay your bills. Don't be a thief. Proverbs chapter 60, Proverbs chapter 6 verse 30 says, Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. We don't, you know, we don't hate somebody that steals because they're hungry. However, but if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. Okay? It is always wrong to steal. Okay? If you steal because you're hungry, you know, nobody's going to hate you, but do you all understand that you ought to pay back sevenfold because you stole? It's always wrong. It's always wrong to steal. And you know what? You ought to pay your bills when you owe money to people for things. And you're not giving, and you don't give it to them. You're stealing. Okay, if you owe your electric company two hundred dollars, and you give the church two hundred dollars, and you didn't pay the electric company, you, you know what? You just you stole from them to give to the church. Well, you know, at least I'm giving. No, you're a thief. You stole. You stole from them. You owe them that money. That's their money. Okay, and you ought to pay that back. A lot of times, people think you know I can I can give my way out of a situation. Listen, if we ought to give, but you know what? You ought to give your own money. We've got a lot of politicians that are very generous with the American people's money and not their own money. We all hate that. And there's a lot of people that are real generous with other people's money. You know, don't, don't give me $50 when you owe Brother Lonnie $50. 
What if he sees that? What in the world? He goes, hey, I need that $50 you owe me. Sorry, I, I, the Lord told me to give it to Brother Tommy. So the Lord told you to steal from me? You know, we, it's amazing the excuses that we make up for these things. But once again, it's things that cause this to happen. You know, just there, there's so many things in the Bible. Principles with money. Proverbs chapter 22, uh, verse 26 says, Be not thou one of them that strike hands or of them that are sureties for debts. If thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? This is talking about what we call co-signing today. Co-signing loans. Boy, you want to get, you want to hurt a relationship? You want to get yourself in trouble? Go co-sign on a loan with somebody and you're almost guaranteed to destroy a relationship. And why do we usually do that? Okay, why do we usually? Because they need that thing. They want that thing. I gotta have that thing. Just don't do it. Say, you know what? Just, just make this rule right now. Y'all go home tonight, husbands and wives, and declare, alright, congressional meeting in our home. And pass a law saying from here on out, we will never co-sign a loan. Ever. This, so let it be written. So let it be done. I mean, write it out if you have to and sign it. And then, when your kids come along, Mom, Dad, I need your help. Man, we want to so bad. But we can't. We're not allowed to. It's illegal. And then you, and do it for everybody that way. You know, whoever it is, sorry, we can't do it. It's, it's against the law in our home. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, you can. That's what we did in our country when it was started. We made laws. We made, had a constitution that said this is the law of the land. We cannot go against this. And now people today have this idea, well, if a majority of the people want to change it, we ought to be able to change it. No, we shouldn't change it. We're a republic. We live by these laws because we understand that we are capable of getting ourselves in trouble. You know, we need to seek counsel when it comes to big decisions. Proverbs 11.14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in a multitude of counselors there is safety. You know what you need to do the next time you see that thing and you're tempted to break your laws that you've set up? You know what? Seek counsel. Hey, before we spend you know, more than $1,000, we're going to seek counsel. You know, go go talk to somebody before you get that vehicle. I bought I bought a van one time after we didn't buy that one van, we bought another van, and after we bought the van, everybody started telling me, "Oh man, you got one of those? The transmissions always go out on those." And you know what? The transmission eventually went out too. I wish I had known that before, but I didn't see I didn't seek anybody's counsel. But it's not a bad thing. You know, talk to some people maybe had a vehicle like that. You know, talk to some, you know, before you do, you know, if you're going to spend, have 50% of your salary going towards a mortgage, why don't you talk to some other people that are doing that? See how they're living. See how the stress level is in their life. See how miserable they are because of it. And you know what? You won't do that. You'll go with the smaller house. People don't, they don't seek counsel on anything. Young people, when they first get married, they don't seek counsel on, when it comes to finances. And they get themselves in all kinds of trouble. And I say all this to just tell you that we have got to submit ourselves to Bible-based laws. Where it's no longer I am the authority. No, we have these rules in our life and they're the authority because you know what? I'm made out of the same flesh as everybody else and I am prone to going after things and I refuse to let things get me out of the will of God. I refuse to let things get the victory over me. And so I am going to live by these rules 
and, I, and I'm not going to change them. And you know what? That takes some character. Because it's easy. It, you can just, once again, have a meeting in your home. Alright, let's all vote on it. And when, it, when things are a democracy, they're going to go bad. You're going, to, you're going to do the wrong thing all the time. You know, kids, should we save for your college fund or should we buy a new swimming pool? Well, what do you think all the kids are going to vote for? Swimming pool. You know, who cares about extra school? You know, that's exactly what they're going to do. You don't, you don't do, make decisions like that. It's, it's absolutely foolish. You've got to think long term. Look what it says in verse 17 of 1 John chapter 2. He says, all that is in the world, or in the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The lust, those things you want, they go away. They don't last. Okay? What's going to happen whenever, you know, everybody, everybody wants to go on a diet January 1st. Everybody wants to go on a diet. But what happens? You lust after something. You see it, you lust, and then what do you do? You eat it, and you know what? The next day when you step on the scale, you regret it. The pleasure of that steak is already gone. And the effects of it, you know, is still there. You know, that, that ice cream, the pleasure of it is gone. But the extra weight and everything is still there. And you know what? You gotta have enough character to say, you know what? This, out of the diet, this is wrong. You know, I'm, don't look at me and think, you know, I do all these things myself. I'm preaching myself as much as I'm preaching anybody else. But you know, I thank God I grew up in a home where beer, alcohol, never, never let it pass your lips. Never drink it. It, it is, you know, I was also taught it was a sin, which I believe it is. But you know what? Sometimes I wish I'd have been taught maybe soda was a sin. <laughs> you know, you know that I never, I never would have done that because, you know what? You know, I'm not tempted by alcohol. But boy, I'm tempted by all that other stuff, aren't I? You know, we're all tempted by the junk food. We're, we're tempted by those things. And you know what? We just need to make a law and say, in our home, we treat, I don't want to say McDonald's. We have people here that work at McDonald's. I don't want to hurt their business. But, you know, and let me, I, I, I ate at McDonald's like three or four times this week, too. Once again, I'm preaching to myself. But Burger King. No, I can't say Burger King. We're planning on going there this afternoon. I got a gift card. Uh, Hardee's. Hardee's. Bad. Illegal. We will not eat there. Why? Because we value our health. You know, our body is the temple of God. You know, make these laws and live by them. Think long term. See, I'm trying to think about this stuff right now. I know I'm healthy right now, but I'm getting close to the age where things start catching up with you. When people, because I have, I've talked to enough people that yeah, when I was younger, I ate whatever I want and I never had any problem. And you know, but then all of a sudden, I hit this age, and and I'm getting close to that. And so it's like. Should I start following these people's advice, practicing what I preach, thinking long term? Because you know, I'd like to stay healthy as long as I can, and but I'm going to have to make some laws, and I'm going to have to live by them. I'd actually gone over a month without soda, but then I was at my in-laws yesterday, eating Thanksgiving dinner, and the only thing they had to drink there was soda, and I was really thirsty. I had to have something to wash it down. I drank some soda. And so, uh, it fell off the wagon. And so, you'll, I'll be chugging a Dr. Pepper probably this afternoon. No, I'm, I'm going to still try to keep it under control. But, listen, I know how this flesh works. I know how it lusts after things. And we've got to learn to control it. We've got, we've got to start making a priority out of things that last. Okay? 
you know, the stuff that we spend our money on, most of these things, they don't last. You're going to go and you're going to run up all your, all this debt so you can buy this junk for your kids for Christmas and it's not going to last. By next Christmas, it will be gone. It will be forgotten. It will be history. I mean, it's just, it's amazing the things that we have just, you know, the, that we get so caught up in. You know, some people, their car payments, you can do your car payments for so long, your car could be in the junkyard and you're still paying for it. Boy, you talk about depressing. Thankfully, I've always paid my cars up before I had to get rid of them. But there's been some that's been kind of close, <laughs> and it's that'd be that'd be hard making a car payment on a car that's sitting in a junkyard. But if you're not careful, that can happen. You know, we need to remember the joy of these things. They're temporary. The lust passeth away. Okay? That's what it said. You know, the lust it passes away. You know, we all do. It, it feels real good when you know you get to drive up and you get to show off that new car or whatever. But you know what? People, they're only impressed for a week or two. And guess what? You get to bank the payments on that for the next five, six years. Uh, you know, not worth it. I'd rather not impress everybody. I think I would rather just, you know, keep my sanity, you know, and keep my health. So I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be getting stressed out by all this stuff. But boy, things, it's hard. And we need to prepare ourselves for the things that we know are going to come. Proverbs twenty-two, three, uh, verse three. Oh, I didn't. I didn't put that one down. There. Turn, go ahead and turn over there. Proverbs chapter twenty-two, and verse three. There are some things that we do. We know they're going to come. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. We do. We need to think. All right, this this could get me in trouble. This debt, it's going to be a burden that I don't know if I want to deal with. You know, there's some things that we know are coming. You know what's coming for all of us? It's coming. Old age. It's coming. People act like saving for retirement is a lack of faith. Really. Where in the Bible do we see that we're not going to ever get old? I mean, we could die first, but you know, we're all going to get old. We're going to get to the point where we're not able to work like we were before. Sickness. Sickness is going to come. We're all going to die of something. We're all going to catch something. There's all kinds of sickness out there. Death. We're going to die. We're going to die one of these days. You ever see these people too? You know, I've never seen... There's that uh, that tombstone place. They're going to drive by a lot. You know, I've never seen young people looking for caskets and tombstones. It's always older people, isn't it? <laughs> but are young people the only or old people the only ones that die? But they're the only ones thinking about it. And you know what? I'm not telling you you need to go shop for your casket today if you're in your 20s, alright? But at the same time, we know things like that are going to happen, yet many times, things that we know are going to happen, they come, and we were not prepared at all. Because we were so caught up in things. You know how, you know, I think it's a shame when young men, especially when you're, when you're married and you have kids, and you don't have life insurance. You know, young dads and husbands die. And then what's going to happen to your wife and kids? Yeah, but you know, that, that, you know, life insurance for, I'm only paying like $20 a month for my life insurance. But you know, if I had that $20 a month, <coughs> I could, I could upgrade to the, <coughs> pardon my throat, to a better phone. Well, I would rather have the crummier phone and know my family's taken care of if I die. Because you know what? Husbands and dads die. At young age sometimes. And you'll prepare for these things. You know, how about this? How about Christmas? Christmas is one of the biggest excuses 
for people going into debt, getting in financial trouble. You know, Christmas comes every year. Just mark it down. It's going to be next year, December 25th. It's coming. It's coming. Taxes. Okay? I I, I got into debt because of my taxes. Oh, really? You really thought the IRS was just going to forget about you this year? You really you really thought the government was going to forget about you? You think now because we got a Republican going into the presidency, they're going to forget about you? No, they're not. Taxes are coming, folks. We know these things. Let's prepare for them. You know, the lust for the things of this world, I believe, are going to be instrumental in bringing about the rise of the Antichrist. We see right after it talks about all this, it starts talking about Antichrist. And what is it that gets us going to politicians more than anything? It's help us financially. We want food. We want things. We want stuff. And you know what? I believe our greed is going to be one of the things that causes us to give power to a man who's going to eventually turn and make this world worse than it's ever been before. And we can't do that. We can't get caught up in things. They will get us out of the will of God. We cannot just decide you know, not to love things. We've got a purpose that we're going to love God. you just got to say, you know what? I, I, I want to do things for Him. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. We can't just decide to avoid possessing the things of the world, we've got to start trying to possess the things of God. Like, you know, I, I would like to have this thing, but you know what? I'd rather spend more time trying to win people to Christ. That's eternal right there. I'd rather try and lay up some treasures in heaven. You know, I could go work some extra hours. I could have enough money. I could buy something. Or, you know what? I could spend some time serving the Lord. I can spend some time laying up some treasures in heaven. You know, where, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Lay up your treasure in heaven and you won't get caught up in that stuff. These things are temporary. Your kids this year at Christmas, they'll probably, they might do a dance for something that you get them. But understand, a year from now, you can throw that thing in the trash and they won't even bat an eye. You know, because the lust, it's past. Learn from that. It's the same thing. It's the same thing for us and we cannot allow things to get us out of the will of God. Things are ruining people. Things are destroying people's lives because they're just getting out of control. You can never spend enough money to make Walmart or Kmart or any of those places happy. They want all your money. And then they want money that you don't have. And they will give you credit. And just it's, it's making people's lives miserable. And people are not able to do the will of God. There's been people that have sat in this church before who had got, gotten saved, gotten baptized, and I remember the first time they heard anything about giving, it freaked them out. You know why? Because they were in debt up to their eyeballs. And it, they got convicted and it just it scared them to death because they were in so much trouble. Why? Because of things. You know, things it, they'll they'll ruin you. And so learn from this. You know, go ahead, have your hobbies. Go ahead, if, if you, you know, expand your gun collection or, you know, your whatever it is. You know, go get that antique car, whatever it is you like. I, I don't know what ladies like. That stuff's usually boring, you know. But at the same time, don't ever let it get you out of the will of God. Put the things of God first. And that's what it means to, that's what it means not to love the world and the things that are in the world. And so, with that, let's all stand together.